Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the WNL Show. I'm your host, Ari Clark, and coming up today we have another packed episode for you. I'll be joined by Wexford Youths and Wexford Camogie star Katrina Park, who will discuss winning four All-Ireland Camogie titles, as well as her return to soccer. The midfielder will also outline her ambitions for the current season. Next up, I'll be joined by Shelburne Ladies defender Shauna Cook, who will discuss returning to football after two and a half year absence. The defender talks all things Shelburne, as well as her overall emotions with walking into the dressing rooms for the first time. Cook also reveals that she was in complete shock to receive Shelburne Ladies MVP award last Friday evening at the club's awards due. Finally, I will discuss the breaking news that came out of Kilkenny United last night that Casey McQuillan has taken the managerial position as well as previewing the weekend's Women's National League fixtures. At this time, I'm delighted to welcome Katrina Park for the show. Welcome, Katrina. Hi, how are you? Not too bad. I guess people will want to know the big story is how come this decision has come about? Last season, when Leach in done something very similar, that the Wexford people really got behind him. Are you hoping for something similar? Yeah, I hope so. Um, um, I think they will all be behind me. Um, you know, it's um, the way I look at it in life is there's no point doing something you're not enjoying, and um, I'm enjoying the soccer at the minute, so you know, and I think that's what brings out the best in you as well. Um, but I really hope that the Wexford people will get behind me on this. Um, I'm sure they will, uh, hopefully, anyway. What has the response been so far since the news has come out? Oh, yeah, it's been, it's been all positive, all good. And, um, my local club, soccer club, Kilmore United, um, they've been um, very um, positive towards me, which is great. It's a great help. Like, there's nothing worse than you know, someone being kind of to- negative towards you. Um, but it's been all positive, and, yeah, so hopefully now it'll all go well. We've seen, though, even on social media in the last couple of days, despite leaving the Camogie panel, you still get behind them. We've seen even promoting their games. Like, you still probably have a lot of great friends there. How did they take the news when you said you were going back to play a different sport? Yeah, um, well, um, my club, club mate, she's too happy came as a shock especially to people outside of Wexford because not many people would have known that even you had a soccer background but you had played soccer before before, and you were close to an underage international call up as well Yeah I have an international cap at home so it's, um, I was looking at it there yesterday um, yeah I, look, I uh, played under 19 under 17 for Ireland um, had a few friendlies and uh, I had one cap then for the under 19s which was great because I was only Over the soccer back then, and 
look, we had great success at four All-Irelands. I couldn't ask any more. And that was probably my goal back then, that I set out that I wanted to be in Crow Park and I wanted to play there, and I did achieve that. And um, now, looking back at it then, now I'm more enjoying the soccer now than the commodity kind of things around. Um, so, uh, yes, um, my brother lives in Dublin as well, and he's got a few messages saying, hey, what's the story, you know, um, from his few friends up in Dublin. So it is kind of outside the county as well. That people are wondering why, but um, yeah, so um, that's just the way it swings around. I'm kind of more interested in soccer now at the minute. I remember when the local newspaper put a uh, post out before it was even announced by Wexford and I messaged Laura just asking about you what was it happening and the first thing she just said to me is just go Google because I was asking I wasn't sure who you were and when I Google and seeing the Camogie pictures I thought oh wow they've got a, a, a fiery uh, someone who's very competitive yeah yeah well look you have to be competitive when you're playing kind of at the top level and um, look I I'm a great team player you know and it's great to have good teams around and the girls with the tributes there, I went to watch them train there a few weeks ago. Oh, they're a great bunch, and I had my first session last week with them, and um, they seem um, really, really nice. And you know, there's great skill there. You know, very competitive from all them. You know, but um, yeah, no, yeah, looking forward to it. What can we expect from yourself actually on the soccer field? Like, tell tell the people who don't know about you where you, where do you play? Um, well, like you know, I'm a kind of attacking midfielder. Number ten or somewhere along the lines there. Um, with the West Produce, I'm not too sure yet what lower plans are. But um, yeah, it's um, they've a great setup there, really professional, really good, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I played I played alongside Laura back a few years ago in County Level, and I know that she has great knowledge and great experience of the game. Um, so I'm looking forward to that also. That was actually my next question to ask, had you actually played alongside them? Like, you look at someone like Laura, she's made the transition excellently from being a fantastic player to an, an unbelievable coach, and a coach who's actually going to go places. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think she was in America there coaching for a while as well. Um, and she was in, this could be her second year, I think, with the Wexford Youth. But, um, obviously, she's experienced in abundance, like, you know, and she really reads the game well, and she knows all the girls, and... You know, she gets on really well. She has that kind of like I played. I played under great managers um, throughout the Camogie, and I can really understand um, and see what Laura has. You know, and she has a great experience there, and I think she's going to go a long way. You're looking at the the youth squad. Would you watch much National League football before making the transition? No, no, not really. To be honest, um, obviously it's had fine time with everything going on, but and um, with the Camogie, like expect maybe to have some time of a transition period because I know it could be quite difficult especially considering you were playing high level camogie to come into high level soccer do you expect much to, have to take much time to transition yeah it's, it's a lot different like it was only from training last week it's kind of totally different you're marking the space in soccer camogie, you're marking the players it's totally different kind of thing uh, game but look I, like I said I've played soccer um, all my life really in the winter so not really new to me and um, now the standard will be a, probably uh, obviously a lot higher with National League and um, so it might take me a while to get used to that but um, and the group style of play obviously and all that but um, no yeah hopefully it won't take too long you have a perfect opportunity to start off a unique opportunity I must say this weekend with the Galway versus Wexford Youth game actually being played in Limerick during the Gainer Cup it's quite an opportunity isn't it I'm actually, I'm not around, I'm not playing until the 1st of July, which would be Kenny at home. So you've been already a bit of a gap. Yeah. That, that must be disappointing, so the, is it? The girls are, they're all set for this weekend, um, especially playing the bowl in the UL. 
um, they're really looking forward to it and um, it'll be a good challenge for them and uh, hopefully they'll get a win under the belt. We've seen like they've had the opportunities in Europe as well. Like there's a great side there, and the thing about it is a lot of people don't know they've players still to come back from ACL injuries as well. So the competition will be very strong there in Wexford, won't it? Oh yeah, the competition is very strong. The girls are really high standard. Um, they have they have talking 25 on the panel there you know it's um it's a hugely competitive team there and but look that's another challenge for each and every one of us to you know put put your mark down and improve yourself and get yourself right for um to be in that selection for lower you know now that you have made the decision do you still harbor that international ambition that you would have had when you were playing under 17s and under 19s spoke about Claire. Claire's probably one of the outstanding forwards in the country but you also have others who have been there. Nicholas Sinn has been there previously so you'll learn quite a lot off them won't you? The actual playing field itself, the likes of the gym training and things like that, they won't be much different for yourself because you would have been training quite a lot doing things like that to keep yourself in peak position, peak physical condition for a camogie. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's pretty much the same kind of stuff, you know. But you know yourself what Seeing Wexford won back to back leagues a couple of years ago, you've had all our Camogie successes. What would it mean though to get your hands on a, a soccer success? It'd probably be it ranked quite high there, wouldn't it? Considering you've made such a transition. touch on the actual Camogie things itself you said when you won your first All-Ireland at 16 what was it like them big days them big experiences in Crow Park especially being live on television as well successful Wexford Camogie team and um, we had huge success and 
going out into Crow Park and coming home on the bus and the homecoming, open top bus. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. So I'm really looking forward to huge success with the Wexford Youth and um, I'm sure it'll be the very same as the Camogie. So yeah, challenge ahead. It's interesting to hear Katrina talk about how she's not really as much in love with the, the game of Camogie anymore and she's really enjoying the football. Hopefully it's a, an extreme benefit for soccer because having someone of her commitment on the field and plus the wealth of experience she'll bring off the field will be huge for the Wexford Youth setup. I know they also, they at the moment they have several internationals and other players coming back from injury. It'll be interesting to see what sort of an impact Katrina can make on the side. But it's a shame, as she said, that she won't be able to play the weekend against Galway in the UL in the game that's played during the Gainer Cup. But that's one little disappointment that at least she'd be available for selection the following week, so she can't really complain. It's only seven days later. The, the extra week's training cut, they were very good, and it'd be interesting to see what sort of an impact she makes in the National League. At this stage, I'm delighted to welcome Shauna Cook to the programme. Welcome to the programme, Shauna. Thank you. It's been... Quite an interesting season so far for Shelbourne. Mm. Must be a bit frustrating, is it? Um, I wouldn't say frustrating as much as uh, it's yeah, it's been difficult. You know, we we haven't really had much of a run in a sense that the games and kind of the the sequence of games has been quite stop start, and um, so that's probably been the most frustrating thing. Um, you know, because we're kind of having a game and then a two week break or three week break and then another two games. And a break again and um, it kind of just breaks any momentum that you pick up but um, sure look it's not just happening for us it's happening for everyone so can't be moaning too much about it Injuries haven't really helped your side this season have they? No you know we unfortunately um, even before the season had started and, uh, it was a bit of a blow for us Sophie's a great uh, player but she's also got a great personality and we really miss her in training but thankfully she, she made a comeback last night in training and it was great to see Leanne was the same and you know Alex has picked up niggles and you know I think it's just a combination of um, you know the the girls kind of growing and they're going to pick up these kind of niggles but thankfully we have kind of good backroom staff to take care and then for us older ones it's I suppose a little bit more age related there uh, and you know we we have a good management and you know sean mark and gordon they give us the, the time that we need to kind of fully recover and it's that way for everybody you speak about um players being injured another one who's probably got a lot of experience as well would be neve walsh who's been missing as well yeah you know it was a, it was a bit of a loss to us again as before the season even started neve picked up a, a niggle and in fairness uh you know to sean mark and gordon they could have maybe you know, pushed her to continue in pre-season. I, I've, you know, I know managers and coaches in the past probably would have done that, but as soon as Neve pulled up with it, it, the slightest niggle there, you know, Sean had her step out, and the next day she was in, get, you know, getting a scan done, and um, yeah, you know, she basically um, had the the operation done quite quick, and yeah, she she was well looked after, and thankfully, you know, she's off. Uh, I think at the moment travelling in Europe and um, she's ready to go on Friday again so we'll be looking, looking forward to have her back. I'm going to mention three names here right now. Tegan Ruddy, Jamie Finn and Courtney Higgins. Your three defensive partners. Did they really make you feel old? Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think more so in the dressing room than on the pitch because uh, that's where they're talking about Snapchatting. I only, re- uh, I only became aware of... Um, what the, I think it's called streaking, it's a, it's a Snapchat term, um, but now uh, streaking was a different thing, um, you know, I had a different meaning for me, so uh, yeah, conversation in the dressing room like that, I can feel quite old, but you know, they're all, like Jamie's a very mature player, I think Tegan, as soon as she steps onto the pitch, uh, has great maturity about her, and you know, Courtney lives five minutes from, from me, and, and I've, I've grown up, um, you know, watching her play in the field beside the house here, and uh, I've got a good relationship with her. So once we step onto that pitch, um, they don't—I I don't feel that old. It's, it's more so in the dressing room. Have you been looking? Were you looking forward to the break, or is it or, or has it been a bit long? Uh, the break this season or this season? Between this season. Um, yeah, this season. I I suppose for me personally, um. You know, I wasn't really looking forward to it because 
you kind of pick up a bit of momentum and, you know, you get going and, you know, all of a sudden the break hits and, you know, for me, like, I'm the type of person that I, I need to kind of keep training and, you know, I'm in the gym every day, whereas I want to be out in the pitch, you know, I want to have games at the weekend and, um, you know, it's, it's difficult, but, you know, I understand there's girls that are playing international football and have exams, and, you know, that's priority um, and, you know, I'll just have my moan and uh, carry on. We can all have our moan about fixtures, can't we, at this stage? Thankfully, the one thing I will, the one thing I will say is there's no midweek fixtures as of yet. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. You know, like, we had a, uh, a game last year uh, down in, I think it was Wexford on a Wednesday night. And, you know, uh, for, for me, like, I'm, I obviously have a full-time job and, you know, I put a lot of hours in. I love my job, but... It's it's virtually impossible, you know. Like I got to that stage of the season. I think we had quite a lead up games, um, around that time as well. And um, yeah, it's just all got so much. And like Wexford, you know, you're getting home at two, three o'clock in the morning, and then you know most mornings I'm up at before six o'clock for work. So, um, you know, it's just difficult. And there's nobody in this league, uh, player wise, uh, you know, that's kind of a full time footballer, so to speak, and. I just think those demands can be a little bit crazy, um, you know, and I, I really feel for the girls in the likes of, you know, Cork and, and Galway that have to do those kind of fixtures up to Dublin. I, I think maybe they need to be a bit more thought put into those fixtures, those midweek ones, you know, it, it wouldn't be so bad if it was Dublin teams playing each other, we could take that, but I just don't think it's right to kind of have uh, girls travelling um, the, the legend brand of the country to play games and then expect them to kind of perform at their best, you know, working off, you know, maybe very minimum food and lack of rest and coming from full-time jobs, it just doesn't really add up. I wouldn't mind, most of the time that the midweek fixtures seem to be played, there never seems to be a Dublin versus Dublin side, unless it's a rearranged game. Yeah, you know, I actually think it would generate quite a lot of interest uh, from the games against Piedmont. You know, between Shells and Piedmont, there's always a big crowd there, and um, sometimes, you know, other kind of sports at the weekend can can maybe limit the numbers. You know, if there's Premiership games on or gar on, and um, people might kind of choose to go and watch the Premiership game, you know, in a pub or a home or go and watch the gar match. Whereas those midweek fixtures, I reckon, could maybe pull in a bit more of a crowd as well. So. I think that's kind of a missed opportunity up until this point, and it would be great, I think, to kind of see more of those games happening midweek. Um, I don't know if the likes of Peanut and, and UCD have girls travelling up from, from the country. Um, you know, we have the likes of Leanne and some of the girls travelling from Dundalk, but, you know, I think that midweek fixture, you know, we're coming up to train um, in any way midweek, so I don't think it would affect it greatly if there was a game, and I think it would be nice as well to kind of to see those games happening and maybe you know see how they pan out you speak about p-mounts the game earlier on this season i must have been disappointed to lose the two-all draw when they were awarded the training walkover yes you know, i wasn't really you know aware but i'm not i'm not great for kind of the, the off the pitch stuff uh my job takes up a lot of my time and i try to keep keep up as much as i i, I can but uh I wasn't really aware of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, it just seemed like a, a, a you know, a, a kind of overlook of the rules and um, a bit of miscommunication. But, you know, as a group of players and a team, uh, I can say that it didn't affect us at all. Um, we carried on training. And, uh, I think, you know, we've learned from a lot of um, our mistakes and, you know, little kind of hiccups in the past. And, yeah, I, I, I don't even really remember it affecting training. Um, and I think we're more concerned about what, what kind of happens on the pitch and, you know, there's no loss of confidence or, um, I suppose, uh, you know, work ethic from us. You know, we don't feel hard done by, if anything, it's kind of given us a bit more of a drive now. You're back to play them again this weekend, so you have a chance to get the three points back? Yeah, you know, it's probably my favourite game of the season, personally. I love playing team out there. A fantastic team, a very talented young team, and um, you know I just feel like they're one of those teams that they're just pure football team. I, lo I like playing against them because I feel like it's two real football teams up against each other, um, and there's kind of healthy rivalry there as well. 
And, you know, for me, I love playing against Amber. She's a fantastic athlete and she always kind of, you know, really challenges you. So it's a great game, like a Dublin derby as well. So, you know, it's a big game for us, it's a big game for them. And um, I, I, I can safely say there's been kind of no boring games between us this season or last season and it's going to be the same this weekend. It's fair to say Amber probably doesn't get the credit she deserves at times, does she? Not at all. You know, I was only speaking about this at the end of last season. Uh, someone had asked me who was the hardest player uh, to play against in the league. And, you know, every kind of player has different abilities and skills and talents. But, you know, as a, as a whole, I think Amber kind of is a great presence on the pitch, you can see what she brings to the, the female girls, you know, the leadership, the maturity, but her work rate is phenomenal, and, you know, I was watching some of the goals, not just against us, but other teams she scored last year, and, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's it's, uh, it's crazy that she hasn't been in with a shout, but, you know, um, it must be disappointing for Amber to, to kind of finish even last season as a top goal scorer, and maybe not get a shout, but, uh you know, I think if she was to continue this season, and you know, it would make it impossible to kind of not look at her. So, hopefully, she can continue as she did last year, but maybe just not against Chelsea. <laughs> I remember I, I said something to her. I said something to start of the season. I said she'd start off a bit slow, and I was at the Kilkenny game against Piedmont, and she scored four goals. And straight away, she came up to me and said to me, "Who started slow now?" Like she's she's just she's a very good footballer, but just away from the likes of Amber. This Friday's a big day for Shelburne. Champions League draw. speak some more about uh, Saturday's game in a while but um, if you look at the team, the opportunities you could go to Romania Cyprus Bosnia Croatia Hungary Georgia Northern Ireland or Montenegro is there a destination you'd like to go to? Um, I suppose you know um, I work in business development so I suppose you know, if I was to go to Romania or Cyprus I suppose I'd be isn't your first experience in the Champions League though is it? You played in Rohini's inaugural venture into the competition. Sure that you know my personal preparation is a lot better than it has been before. 
you, you learned something new every day. I wasn't aware that you were with Arsenal. I knew you had a spell in, in the UK with Durham. I wasn't aware that you were in Arsenal. You were with Arsenal as well. Many, many rounds ago, yeah. <laughs> but just if you if you think back now that a couple of years ago you gave up football for illness reasons, that must have been the most difficult thing you've had, you you done. Yeah, it's it's hard because for me, like football has always been kind of that like um happy place, you know. I've it's always been my outlet and, you know, kind of, I've always been able to get, you know, step onto a football pitch and just escape everything, you know, whether it's problems in work or, you know, just arguments at home or just things not going right, you know, elsewhere. Um, I wouldn't have been very academic in school, so for me, again, you know, football was somewhere where I probably gained a bit of confidence growing up. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, overnight to kind of have a change uh, where, you know, you're, you're feeling sick and, you know, you're, you you just don't know what's wrong with it. And then, you know, that fear then comes into the, the football and you're thinking, like, you know, what happens to me if, if, if I end up having kind of an attack on the pitch or I end up sick? And, you know, I, I obviously had some hearing issues as well, you know, which um, are still with me, uh, which have, has made it difficult as well being back to football you know and um, when you've got two ears working it's hard enough so you know and when only one works probably uh it can be difficult on a pitch so um yeah it was just difficult you know and i was always worried about um you know that kind of anxiety being on back on the pitch in case i would be sick or something would happen and from there i kind of just you know, lost that love for the game. I, it became more of, of a fear for me. I was, I kind of had that, you know, sick feeling all the time of, you know, I'll just get through games and, and you know, I really don't want to do this. And, you know, at that stage, it kind of, you know, my parents were worrying and my family and, yeah, I just decided to take a step away from it. And then I thought it was kind of, you know, it would be best just to say indefinitely um, because I didn't really know at that stage where I stood. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's kind of changed for the better now, so fingers crossed can, can continue. You were out again for, what, two and a half years, I think, about roughly around that time? Yeah, two and a half years, yeah. Like, did you ever think that you would get back, or was it always that in your mind that you were thinking, no, I'm finished, I'm done? Yeah, I, to be honest, I, I never really, within the two and a half years, like the... the I've, I continued watching football and, you know, I've got some of my, you know, best friends from the uni that I know at Charles and I kept in contact with them and I, I would constantly just follow the games um, and, you know, I, was, I never really kind of looked at it as going back. I would go and kind of watch the girls play and if they were in Martin or Tolga and uh, I was back training, you know, I kind of was back running again and I was doing some other sports. Uh, I had taken up a bit of CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting and um, yeah, you know, I kind of gradually built that fitness back up again and actually even at the start um, of last season when I kind of spoke to Casey and then, you know, Rachel and Pearl, it was kind of just like, ah oh, yeah, so I'll come down and see how I go. I, I didn't really believe myself I was going to last. I didn't have that expectation. Uh, I, I thought I would kind of just you know, the body would, would give up after a session or two and then I kind of have that clarity. I'd be like, right, I know now that it's over. Um, but I'm still waiting on that day. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of gives you a, a real gratitude as well. And, you know, I kind of feel very lucky now um, to kind of have a second chance again. So, um, you know, I don't take anything for granted. One person who probably would have been the most delighted to see a step back onto the football field would have been your dad, who would have coached you, done a lot of coaching with you. What was his reaction when you stepped back onto the pitch for the first time? Yeah, he was he was delighted for me, you know, personally. Um, but I think there was just a bit of worry there in him as well, you know. Um, he, he didn't want to see me kind of, you know, end up sick again or kind of back in that anxious place. Um, so I think he was... He was a little bit worried, you know, and as a father, he, he probably found it a bit difficult to hide that. But, no, he's, he's delighted, like, and I think he just sees that I kind of have that outlet again. And, um, you know, not just the competitive side of it as well, but 
just to be amongst my friends again and to kind of have that social circle around me um, is fantastic. And, yeah, he's always kind of interested in results and, you know, as always, you'll find something to give out, give out to me about. So there's, there's still the, the, the regular Saturday night arguments about something, something football-related in the house. Does he still go to your games? Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, I've got a four-year-old niece now and um, she's kind of... You know, taking over the, the mantle of following him around and uh, granddad being her idol and he, he tends to spend a lot of the weekends with her, um, you know, which I which I love as well um, because he's a great man and I, I'm delighted that my niece can kind of have a lot of the fun that I had with him growing up and uh, he comes to the games when he can and, you know, he'll always stick around afterwards to, to tell me that you know, what I need to work on or, or what uh, I need to improve on. So I'm grateful for that, you know. Here's the big question. Your father's a football man. You're a football lady. Is the niece yeah. kicking a football yet, is she? Sorry? Is your niece kicking a football yet? Um, not yet, no. She's a, she's a dancer. So, um, you know, I, I haven't quite coached her into playing football yet. She's... Um, just be off running around the road and she likes climbing and every so often I'll try and get her to watch a football game but uh, not quite yet now. What was it like stepping back into that dressing room for the first time? It must have been intimidating. Oh, you know, it was, yeah, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, um, you know, doing things that challenge me constantly and, you know, trying to better myself and, yeah, first game of the season last year was against Cork away. And, um, you know, I'm very lucky because Mark and Sean Gordon allow me to travel for away games the night beforehand because I don't travel great, so it just gives me a bit of extra time. So I went down the night beforehand, and to be honest, I didn't think I was going to play. Like, uh, you know, Mark had spoke about easing me in and, uh, you know, not having too many expectations. And when I was named, you know, I think it kind of hit me then. Uh, I was quite worried, and I think that game I played left-back and, wouldn't be my strongest position, so I think that added to the nerves. But like, once the whistle goes, like you kind of just forget about everything. You just kind of concentrate on, you know, your job and you know making sure that you're supporting the people around you. But um, you know, I get nervous for every game, every game I play, uh, and you know it never changes whether it's a game in the Aviva to get you out to talk a park. You know, I I get. Nerves and the younger girls actually take the piss out of me. Sorry, I'm saying that. But they, uh, yeah, they do. They, they kind of joke about it a lot, you know, that I get nervous for every single game I play. But, you know, I think that's important and it's something that helps me stay focused and um, concentrate on the game. And um, Yeah, I, I, I always worry when I don't have those nerves. You say Mark said he'd ease you in. You probably started most of the games, if not all the games last season. have any expectations to be honest at the start of the season for two reasons really one because I was coming back and two just because of the talent um, of a lot of young girls themselves you know um, some of them are really talented so I kind of just said to myself listen Shani you know you're you're on the older side of, of this team and um, you know in training like a few years ago I probably would have been leading sprints and running and the fitness and, and this time around you know I'm kind of like quite a bit behind the likes of Lynn Craven and Leanne, you know, and uh, it, it was hard to take, but, um, yeah, I started Cork and then I just kind of decided to, to take it game by game, uh, and, yeah, it got to a stage then where I think, yeah, I kind of had, you know, to start thinking to myself, like, hang on, you know, something must be going right, because cause Mark is the type of manager, you know, that he, he picks off performances. It's nothing to do with favoritism or if you're an international or not. You know, if you're in training and you're given 110%, you'll be picked by Mark. If, if you're not, um, if he doesn't feel like, you're, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, he, he'll let you know. Um, yeah, and my goal was to kind of play in every game. Uh, and I ended up playing, not only playing in every game, but I, I, I played every minute of every game. Um, so for me, that was kind of a personal goal. Um, and it was kind of like a, a little personal achievement and I felt very proud of myself for that. 
that wasn't a stat I was aware of, but that's quite interesting considering how long the layoff was. What was it like the day walking out in the Aviva Stadium, especially considering the last time you'd probably been involved in a, in a team in the Aviva Stadium would have been when you were on the wrong end of a, the cup final with, when you were at UCD against against your then te- old teammates, Rainey? And then the, the time before that, with uh, when when it was actually Rahini, um, strangely I was dropped from the squad by uh, Terry Edison leading up uh, to the game. Um, I wasn't even on the on the bench. Um, so yeah, for me it was my actual first time to play in the Aviva, um, and no, it was amazing. Like the preparation we had for it was was top notch. You know, we, we trained the day beforehand. You know, the lads brought us over to Aviva on the Saturday to kind of show us around and talk to us about what would happen. Um, but you know, I'm I'm kind of a bit of an old school footballer. Like uh, I don't like all this kind of lead up to games and you know press stuff and all the stuff on Twitter and Facebook. I I just like the actual game to be here. And you know, for me, as a, as I, I always say, like it could be in the local park. Um, me a game's a game and you know I want to win every game I play and um, yeah it was fantastic for us but in saying that you know uh, we we didn't feel like um, it was maybe the best representation of Wexford so we were under no illusion that day that you know we were kind of this amazing team that nobody was ever going to beat and you know we knew that they were missing their, in my opinion their best player Tyvee and you know she's a force to be reckoned with um, she drives them on and you know um, it's a massive pitch as well and you have someone like Leanne and, and Siobhan running against it it can be very difficult but you know we were happy with our performance and um, yeah it was just amazing that day it was emotional for me because uh, you know I had never really anticipated that, that was going to happen so it was nice and then the day in December when you got your hands on the Women's National League t- title in Piemont that must have been another special day for you A moment of uh, excellence from Noel that night when she scored in forty five yards, wasn't it? Yeah, to be honest, like she she's the type of player that you know I've trained, I've played and trained with Noel for years and years, and nothing surprises me with her. Like male or female, she's one of the best players I've seen. Uh, she's just got this real raw talent for the game, and what she has is incoachable. You know, she was born with that. That's that's taught in the streets of Cabra and. Uh, you know, she kind of brings that, um, you know, that kind of where she's from and what she does. And, you know, she's very proud of person onto the pitch. And, you know, I, I was delighted for her last season to finally get the recognition she deserves uh, as a footballer. And, you know, I think as Noelle's got older, she's matured a lot. And she's really focused her energy into that kind of performance. You know, but like, I training against her like it wrecked her head she does have stuff in training and a lot of times I'm on the receiving end of it so it's nice sometimes to just stand and watch it happen to, to other people for a change but like you, you, you're speaking so well of so high of Noel, she really deserved the move to Glasgow didn't she and it's a pity that she doesn't maybe like Amber get the international recognition that she deserves on a regular basis yeah it is like I, 
now it is kind of just right now it's it's crazy you know for me I'm a I'm a technical footballer and, and I, I like playing with, with players that are really technically gifted and that like to keep the ball on the ground and that you know um, just kind of have that ability and I don't know I don't think I've ever gone through a season playing with and against Noel and thought that she shouldn't kind of be be competing at a higher level. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe sometimes she's overlooked um, for reasons last season, maybe because she was playing in Ireland, but she's gone to Glasgow and just continued, you know, and every week she's kind of produced some kind of goal there and from what I gather, you know, she's doing really well and they're, you know, very happy with her, but I'd like to see her back with us hopefully soon, but you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she push on and end up going somewhere else afterwards because she deserves it. It's mad that you think just from when you came back last season, you would have had the likes of Pearl Slattery, no uh, Neve Burke would have been would Neve Burke have been there when you were at Shelburne, you would have had Rachel Graham and Rebecca Rebecca Cray and Noel. Now you've lost Noel and Rebecca. It doesn't feel like much of a team that you would have played the last time, doesn't now there's not many of them left. I'm not sure if she's eligible the weekend. I think she might have to wait until the start of July to play her, her first game. But even having someone of her experience back, she's played on a top international stage in a different sport. And now to come back into the soccer environment, she'll come back with a wealth of knowledge both on and off the field, won't she? be what was possibly missing considering you said even you said yourself you lost two big huge influences off the field so bringing another one in will help fill that void but just on yourself now if now that you've established yourself well and truly with shells is there ever any opportunity in your mind to possibly extend to your Ireland caps or do you feel that maybe that time has passed I don't think I could maybe offer anything that's not there already. So, 
um, you know, I support the girls 110 percent, and you know, I think with the new management in as well, they're just going to push on, and I'm excited to see uh, what's going to come over the next few years. Did you ever expect after your first season back to get the Shells MVP MVP award the weekend? No, to be honest, not at all. Um, I I was just completely dumbstruck. Uh, we had trained beforehand, and I was so unaware that I was going to get didn't even shower uh, for the occasion. I just thought I would go and sit in the stand in all my sweat, and then I'd be able to leave afterwards. Um, and yeah, actually, just beforehand, it, I was sitting beside Prairie, and I kind of said we were. It was in Talca Park, and they had the stadium done amazing for it, and we were all sitting together with the younger girls. And I went right up the back of the stadium and uh, to the, the furthest seat. And I just went to prayer. Oh, I'm so happy I'm not going to have to walk down those stairs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really big shock. And to be honest, like, the, the quality of player that at Shelburne have, um, you know, Leanne and the likes of Lynn, Noelle, the season she had last year, Gloria, uh, Amanda McQuillan is probably one of the unspoken heroes of last season as well. Uh, I don't know, I just, I really was just quite dumbstruck and. Um, I was very, very grateful um, that, that I would, would be considered for, for such a, a, a title. And uh, I suppose as well, for me, like I I feel like I, I'm, I've always only been as good as the players around me. So I'm lucky enough that, you know, whilst she had an amazing season last year, and I think at times she probably made me look a lot better than, than I actually am. The same goes for Amanda. So it was, it was really something you weren't expecting. Just to finish up, though, no. go on. Just so, just to finish up, we've seen you, you're you're quite active a bit on on Twitter. Sometimes there was a bit of a, a disagreement with the ex Kilkenny manager. We won't go into that detail. But do you think though that this season, from looking on social media, that maybe the league hasn't been promoted as much as it was last year? Like we seen when you won the league in Pinan, and when you played UCD, that those social media highlights of goals going up, and all of a sudden it just seems to have stopped the shit. question last week and I'd be interested to get your opinion on it because being someone with a lot more experience I don't think the league is ready for an underage league yet would you agree? younger teams 
under 18 teams if they're using their under 18 teams to play at senior level it's just, it would just overstretch teams and it would just be an added cost maybe on clubs that are already stretched for cash it's funny that you say that you're over 10 years older at one stage last season I watched Kenny and their average age of the team I was told was like 17.5 Same can be said though about P Mount when they lost all the players to UCD UFs. great to have Sean O'Rack playing football. I remember interviewing her. I think it was one of my second or third feature interviews that I'd ever done. And she said she didn't know whether she'd be able to play football again. So it's great to see her back. Hopefully she can continue to reach the, the levels that she has reached. And it's great to see that she's played every minute since her comeback. I didn't know that. And as she said, it pointed out in the interview, it's quite a, an excellent stat. And I'm not sure if many other players in the Women's National League have actually achieved such stat. So hopefully she can continue to do this going forward. I guess before we preview the weekend's Women's National League fixtures, I must just touch on the announcement last night from Kenny United. The case McQuillan has been appointed their manager. After losing Noel Keeley, then Kevin McLaughlin and Pedro Rodriguez this season, it was quite disappointing and a bit alarming that Kenny had gone through so many managers this season. But I really think that Casey can bring some stability. He's an excellent appointment. He's a proven track record with Rahini. And he was also involved with Shelbourne as well. Up to recently, as far as I'm aware, he was involved as the director of football. So having someone of Casey's experience, he's a he's a well qualified coach. He'll bring a lot. He'll also be able to attract quite some some excellent players. So it's interesting to see how he gets on going forward. And hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a feature interview with Casey and he'll outline his plans for Kilkenny. Saturday night sees the women's national league returning after a break, and we've three intriguing games down for decision on Saturday evening. Shelbourne welcome Piedmont United to Talca Park. The game has been switched from Morton Stadium. However, the kickoff time is still 7pm. The interesting thing about this game is that it's been moved from Morton. Piedmont haven't had a great record in Morton Stadium. However, playing Talca Park might, might feel slightly different from when the sides met earlier on in the season. Piedmont were awarded a 3-0 walkover win despite the game finishing 2-all on the night. There were some issues with registration of a player. So they'd be disappointed, Shelburne, that this arose. And they'd be hoping that on, on Saturday evening they can make amends and get back to winning ways. But Pima won't be an easy pushover. They're top of the league, and over the last year, they've really put in some excellent displays, beating Wexford twice last season. They beat UCD in the Cup last year. So they've really shown that they can mix it and match with these big, with the big teams now, and they just deserve the top-of-the-table clash, especially if you consider Heather Payne, who's been called into the Ireland squad twice. She's had an excellent start this season. They've also had some brilliant displays from the likes of Neil Farley, Amber Barra, Louise Corrigan. So they won't really be a pushover for Shelburne and it'll be an interesting game on Saturday evening. The second game we have down with the decision on Saturday evening is going to be Galway WFC against Wexford Utes. This game is quite interesting. It's not going to be played in Eamon DC Park like you would expect. It's being moved to UL and it's going to be played alongside the Garner Cup. This is an excellent idea from both Galway and the FAI. Personally, I would like to see over the next coming years maybe that we see more games being played in, in coincide with the Garner Cup because it, it sees the best of our young talent on display. So the move of a National League game can only be excellent for the people of Limerick and the people, the spectators who are down watching the Gainer Cup. The game itself, on the sides met earlier on the season, 
Wexford ran out 2-0 victors, but Galway picked up some good form lately, and Galway will come into the game, they'll be confident, and it'll be interesting to see, can Galway produce another excellent display, they've got Sinead Taylor back, who's, who's scoring goals from now, they've also got the likes of Kira Cormac back, so it's, it's an interesting game, it's a, it's a game that could go either way, Wexford youth, it depends how how their squad is looking, Hopefully that the likes of Adele Kennedy and Rihanna Jarrett, Kira Roster aren't too far away now. Plus the sign of Katrina Park, who unfortunately won't be available this weekend, but will be available next week for the Kilkenny game. So options for Laura Heffernan are really starting to increase. And after keeping the pressure on the other sides in the first half of the season, missing several players, they really hope that they can push on now for the second half of the season and really be competitive going forward. Sunday's game sees Casey McQuillan's first game in charge of Kilkenny United when they welcome Noel Keeley and UCD Waves to Thomastown. The game has been moved from the watershed due to an unplayable pitch which has affected Kilkenny's last couple of home games. This game is quite interesting. Kilkenny really want to hope they can shore up the, the, the errors at the back. They've conceded 25 goals in their last three games and have a staggering goal difference this season. So they'll be hoping that they can shore up these errors. Casey may be looking at just consolidating for the next week or so until the transfer market opens when then he can really do his work where they expect him to bring in quite a lot of players. No, Keeley on the other hand will be hoping that his side can go back to winning ways in the league having lost their last league game at home to go with WRC in a game that many people would have expected UCD to be victorious in especially considering they dominate possession for large games, large periods of the game. So it'll be quite an interesting game. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this week. And thank you for listening to episode 3 of the WNL Show. You can now find us on both SoundCloud and iTunes, the WNL Show. 